243. Nadir. Progress report. Marker 1. Foundry approach. Marker 2. Pre-Nadir. Span 1.5 days. Character. Total experience. Plus 4,297,323. Monster kills. 1,482,662. Stamina use. 1,369. Mana use. 2,814,661. Skills. Empire of Brawn, 5 to 10. Empire of Drive, 5 to 10. Empire of Grit, 5 to 10. Empire of Will, 5 to 10. Prismatic Intent, 13 to 15. Heavy Armor Inventory, plus 507 experience. Tolerance. Speed, 18.0 to 21.0. Total Known Skill Trees. Tier 0, Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3, Tier 4, 144 unlocked. Well, that's that then. Rain silently dismissed the dialogues, but something of his sentiment must have made it to Amelia, who released a quiet laugh as she lounged beside him in the antechamber. No super secret achievement, huh? she asked, smiling. You can say I told you so if you want, Rain said, smiling back. I told myself so. I just hoped, you know. The system just doesn't do achievements. Accolades, yes, but not achievements. Maybe you'll get a good class option at gold. There is that, Rain acknowledged, though he was likely to just stick with the progression of Dynamo, whatever it was. Meshing his fingers behind his head, he lay back to stare at the ceiling. The antechamber was far from natural, the flawlessly smooth deep stone forming a perfect cube with a fortified entryway and a tight passage to the sheltered rooms beyond. Whatever Geomancer had made this way station hadn't gone in much for artistry. Lagras had decorated the walls with some glowing geometric patterns before going to bed but he'd been more focused on ensuring his light touched every nook and cranny than making something up to his usual standard. The relative minimalism was proof of just how tired he'd been. After the kidnapping ordeal, things had remained tense, to say the least. The bypass had been deserted. The metal cladding had stretched for several kilometers, with chest-high walls providing cover at strategic intervals, and ratcheting Rain's tension through the stratosphere in expectation of a boss battle. All they'd found at the centre, though, was a large room built entirely from steel. The bypass continued on the other side, but there was also a set of massive adamant doors off to the right, sealed resolutely shut and humming with power. Whatever was beyond them might as well not have existed as far as detection was concerned, which was fine by him. The foundry could keep their secrets. Even after ignoring the doors and leaving the foundry layer far behind, the tension hadn't exactly faded. None of them had been able to shake the feeling that they were being watched, at least until the natural hazards of the depths worsened to the point that they became the chief fear. What Rain had hoped would be an all-out, velocity-empowered sprint had turned into a cautious jog, interspersed with bouts of frantic action where he and Amelia scrambled to deal with whatever horrible, 
ravening threat they encountered. No longer had they been able to deal with things before they reached them. There was a power bump at Silver, where Awakened gained ground against the monsters. But beyond the wall, the scales quickly swung back the other way. With only two Silvers worth mentioning, they had struggled. Consequently, they hadn't made it to Nadir in one shot. They'd been forced to stop for the night, and with the night had come a redoubled assault. They'd handled it well enough, thanks in no small part to the sheltered waystation. Defending the sleeping group in the middle of an open tunnel for the entire night would not have been fun. At least it made for great experience. Ten trees a day? Ha! Blew that out of the water. Granny Brain's task might just be possible. The essence is thicker than pancake batter down here, and I can get more by hunting the monsters. With a safe base of operations in Nadir, I'll just need a few weeks without drama or interruptions. Good morning, tiger and mouse. Or do you prefer mouse and tiger? Legras's voice boomed as he strode confidently out of the tunnel to the sheltered waystation interior. Sitting up, Rain saw the illuminator yawn enormously, stretching with his arms clasped above his head. Good morning, Amelia said pleasantly, getting to her feet. We thought we would have to get a bucket of water. Nonsense, Legras said, waving a hand. I'm famously a morning person. That is patently untrue, replied Mora, exiting from the tunnel, followed by the rest of the party in short order. Gen and the fledglings looked various degrees of dishevelled, but the Entente looked none the worse for sleeping rough. We'll be ready in a minute. No trouble during the watch, I take it? None we couldn't handle, Rain said, springing to his feet kung-fu style. I'm beginning to think the two of you don't need sleep at all, Lagras said, joining him. Look at you. Fresh as you were six hours past. He raised a hand to make a placating motion. No, no, I'm not going to ask how. I know you don't like it when I pry. Rain snorted, though he would admit Lagras had been much better since they'd saved him from being abducted. His somehow cheeky appreciation was better than the reverence they were getting from the fledglings. That was just uncomfortable. Even Mora and the beardy bros were treating them differently. Compared to that, Lagraz's behavior was welcome. The Illuminator coughed, then spoke in a hushed, uncharacteristically serious tone. Now, when we get to Nadir, let me do the talking. Amelia raised an eyebrow at him. Even without any senses to see through her helmet, Lagraz clearly got the message though he simply laughed and waved a hand. Oh, give me some credit. I haven't been here for a god's life, but my family's retainers will recognize me. Our Nadir fortress is only rivaled by our complex in the city proper, though I admit the exterior decorations lack a certain spice. All in service of the seam. Regardless, 
I can get you accommodations, within our walls or without, should that be your wish. Rain nodded. We'd appreciate that. Within or without, we'll decide when we get there. Depends on the essence density and the disposition of the locals. It's the least I can do, Legras said, then paused to tilt his head. No, actually, he trailed off, rubbing his chin. It's uh, the most I can do. Any more would raise questions. I owe the two of you a life debt. But I fear I cannot repay you without attracting the very attention you wish to avoid. He stomped a foot. Drat and damnation. We didn't save you for a reward, Rain said. Like we were going to let any of those assholes get away after ganking us like that. A sack of Grand Christ would be nice, Amelia said, turning to Rain. We need crafting materials, remember? For our friend? Not having to scrounge around would save a lot of time and let us focus on our main mission. Lagrasse laughed. Oh, resources. That I can do. I'll have to check my personal allotment, but I'm sure it's built up quite the embarrassing pile over the past few years. I haven't needed much while I've been studying in Srikor. About that, Lagrasse, Mora said, wearing her pack now. We need to talk about what you owe the Entente for our hospitality. If you're finished playing around in our lair, it's time to talk about the bill. Later, dear Mora, later, Legras said, grinning at Rain and gesturing expansively at the entryway. Now, shall we? Rain snorted, then stepped forward, leading the way. Tally-ho! After an hour of walking and several tough but manageable battles, detection came up empty for the first time in what felt like forever, showing no monsters in range, even when subsequently boosted with aura focus. Thirty minutes after that, Rain picked up the first signals from other people, though not in a tunnel that intersected theirs. At about that point as well, they entered the liminal space between the cold zone they'd been traversing and the light zone where Nadir was situated. The nondescript granite-looking deepstone came to an end, jagged intrusions of obsidian-like material taking over until the whole tunnel was made of the stuff. And that was just the start of the weirdness. What the hells? Gen said, staring at his lunar orb. Rain joined him in looking, noting that the pure white light it had been giving off this whole time seemed somehow different, almost as if it had a certain unreality to it, like it was shining from another dimension. Looking deeper, Rain saw the spell's manner twisting, distorted by the ambient essence. Nadir, touched by the moon, Lagras said, inhaling deeply. Ah, how I've missed it. Hmm, Rain said, still inspecting the lunar orb, which was lightly smoking now. Wait, no, that's Purify. 
He boosted the spell and the air filled with luminous mist that swirled much slower than he was used to, the manor languishing wistfully. Are you planning to keep that going in the city? Amelia asked. I probably shouldn't, Rain said, letting the spell fade. Dozer, don't freak out, but I need to turn off Purify. No! Pop. Not atoned! Okay, look. Rain sent, catching the slime. Interestingly, not all of the mist had faded from around the lunar orb. Some of it lingered as if sustained by the power in the air itself. Rain shook his head, looking instead at the troublesome blob of goo. Let me explain this one last time. And don't play dumb with me because I know you understand. This is a dangerous place. Any magic that's not clearly defensive could lead to misunderstandings. If someone sees me throwing mana around anywhere near them, they might freak out and attack us. This is serious, Dozer. If we have to fight, there'll be a huge mess. Do you want a huge mess? No. Rain King clean, so no mess. No. Rain King not clean, so no mess. No. Yes. Whoa. Nim said, stopping in her tracks as their tunnel emptied out into a cavern. Pitapata meowed, settling to a stop as Legras leapt from the saddle, landing with a broad gesture. I give you Nadir. Ring looked up, splitting his mind to continue the argument with Doza as he took in the view. Had he not been prepared by detection and descriptions of the place, he'd probably have been struck speechless too. Gargantuan didn't do it justice. Felsidanus could have fit inside with room to spare. Stars twinkled above him in the dark, a veritable night sky. Those were natural, coming from the magic of the zone itself, rather than anything the Illuminators had done, though they'd certainly done plenty. As close as it was to the guild shaft, Nadir was viewed by most as a part of the City of Light. A district, really. The settlement didn't so much shine as it did twinkle. White fairy lights and shimmering curtains of mist decorating obsidian buildings, with only the faintest hints of colour to show where the various houses had made their claim. It was quite understated, so it wasn't surprising Legras didn't like it. With a few exceptions, there were no large buildings. Instead, there were parks and gardens, paths of crushed white marble winding organically through the cultivated landscape. At rank 33, the essence pressure here was too high for animals, but plants had no souls to be crushed. Off to one side, rain could see water running through a series of pools, shimmering and steaming with heat, a geothermal spring. More importantly than that were the people, Hundreds of souls inhabited the various buildings, all awakened. Rain turned to Amelia. No monsters. He wasn't talking about the system kind. There were no overwhelming presences like in the city above. Yeah, Amelia said distantly. This place is... She shook her head, then looked at him with a somber smile. 
my dad didn't do it justice when he described it. It's beautiful. Saved from saying something like, not as beautiful as you, or something equally cheesy, Rain stiffened as a powerful soul streaked toward them from the center of the settlement. Here comes the welcome wagon, he said, making sure he had his IFF setting locked down to prevent misunderstandings. You're on, Legras. Fine, Dozer sent petulantly in the other thread, finally conceding the argument. With that distraction done with, Rain fixed his full attention on the newcomer. It was a man, Jugarin born from the outfit, but not entente. He was old, with neither hair nor beard to speak of, and the golden lights sewn into his equally golden robe marked him a member of House Dystol. That was a mixed blessing. Dystol got along better with the other great houses on average, but not so much with outsiders. Worryingly, the man's soul matched his outfit, gold in both strength and colour. He's strong, but it doesn't look like he's done anything to his soul. Halgrave strong? Maybe citizen strong? Depending on equipment. Power aside, he's clearly a mage. That's a lot of mana. Light of Dicetes, find you, Illuminator Le Creuse, the man said touching down from what was probably flight. Rain obviously couldn't call himself an expert with Manasite, but he knew a flawless cast when he saw one. May it shine eternal, Legras replied, giving the traditional response to the non-traditional variant of the standard greeting. You know me. The man smiled, the expression reflected on the surface of his golden soul matching the friendly feeling of his domain. Rain relaxed. Slightly. By reputation, the man said, and also by the report given to me by the Entente. Hello, little Mora. When I heard from first Otina that not only had you joined the Entente and made it to first yourself, but also that there was a good chance you would appear here with an illuminator in tow. I confess, I spilled my drink. A most unexpected surprise. I'm surprised myself, Mora said politely. It's good to see you, Champion Juren. It's Alderman Juren now, the man said laughing. I left the dueling circuit for an office five years ago. Some might call that a questionable change of career path, but I'm not as young as I once was. Also, I find that the work of keeping this district from tearing itself apart is no less a challenge. Work fitting for a servant of Dicetes, eh? Clearly you feel the same. Last I saw you, you were... this tall? He flattened a hand, holding it at waist height. He laughed. How time flies. How is your father? I wouldn't know, Mora said, her voice suddenly tight. Ah, Duran said. Didn't like you laying down your family name for that of Harmony, did he? He did not, Mora said dryly. Duran 
clapped his hands. We must have tea, then. Awkward conversations are always helped by tea. Second bell, my office. Will that be enough time for you to confer with First Otina? You don't have to meet with me, of course, but I would appreciate the chance to catch up with the daughter of my old friend. I always thought of you like a niece, you know. Mora nodded. I'd like that. Good, Duran said, smiling. He turned sharply back to Lagras. Now then, Lomaris, I take you under my care as alderman and inform you that your mother wishes to speak with you. She is here, in your compound, making my life difficult. She was most displeased when the Entente told her you'd rushed off so recklessly. Mora, take me back, Lagros commanded in sudden panic. Fuck no, Mora said, making Rain grin. And fuck you. Lagros inhaled in an appalled gasp. E Excuse me? Mora turned away, then started walking for the city. God, that feels good. Sorry, Alderman, but there are no take-backs. The esteemed illuminator is your problem now. See you around, mouse, tiger. See you around, Mora, Rain said, smiling. In Zelanda, take-backs had been a particularly clever riff off the wording of Lagros's request, but he appreciated the expression all the more for being familiar. We'll be at the tavern, Leftbeard said, clapping Rain on the back, as he and his brother made to follow. There is a tavern, right? Two of them, Duran said. I recommend the Moon Springs. The place is primarily a hot spring, but they serve both food and drink. He wrinkled his nose. The other establishment is the Guild Tavern, which you should only choose if you do not care for tranquility. Or your liver. The diggers seem to like it. Excellent, Wrightbeard said giving him a nod. He punched his brother in the shoulder, then jerked his head after Mora. As the two of them retreated, again shifted awkwardly, huddled by Pitterpatter with the fledglings and looking like he wanted to follow. Mouse and tiger, is it? Duran said, turning to regard Rain and Amelia. Mercenaries? Yes, Rain said. And these? He inclined his head toward the fledglings. My apprentices, Lagros said, sulking. Not me, Gen said. I'm just here to watch my sister. You have passes? Duran asked. Rain nodded, transferring Dozer to one arm and digging in his pouch. Amelia got hers out first, holding it out to him. In short order, Durin checked everyone's credentials, glancing at the numbers on the back of each and making no move to write them down. And these creatures, he said, when he was finished, gesturing first to Dozer, the slime and the uh, whatever that is. Peter Patter is not a whatever, Lagras said huffily, clearly upset for losing control of the situation. She is a lethano, repeating feline, and a most majestic one at that. 
Pitapata meowed twice. Was that a joke? I see, Duran said, looking at Rain. Uh, this one is with me, Rain said, jiggling Dozer as he tore his eyes away from the catapede. He's harmless. If you say so, Duran said skeptically. I doubt you carry the mundane crystal slime alive through the depths. You're clearly a mage, though, despite that armor, so perhaps it is not so unreasonable. I see you are using defensive magic. Barriers? No, Rain said, offering nothing more. Ah, well, Duran said, disappointed. We haven't had a barrier mage down here for far too long. He glanced at Amelia. I take it this is your first time here. Have you had the talk? They are under my employee, Legras interjected unhappily, probably wanting to regain control of the conversation. I shall take responsibility for their behavior, and offense should they be harassed. That's actually really nice of him. Duran, though, wasn't impressed. Good for you, was all he said. Thank you, Lagras. We appreciate your support, Amelia said as the illuminator spluttered. She turned back to Duran. The talk? Duran nodded. All silvers, and you are at least that. Else a party of your size would never have made it here are expected to contribute to the safety and security of the district. House, guild, watch, entente, mercenary, illuminator, even bank. We all pitch in while we are here. There is a patrol schedule and a list of tasks for those not suited to combat. You cannot buy your way out of contribution if you wish to stay in the cavern, so don't even ask. As new arrivals, you are expected to master two hours before nightfall for assignment. There is also a service at noon that I hope you will attend. We do not judge heathens here, but we are happy to show them the light. Now, will you stay with the Illuminator or on your own? There is no inn as such, but options are available. Ask for Nist. She is in charge of rentals. Rain looked at the city, judging the essence level, then at Amelia, silently communicating his lack of enthusiasm for meeting Legras's mother. Finding she felt the same, he looked back at the alderman and shrugged. We'll see what's available, I think. I'm sorry, Legras, but we don't have time for family drama. You won't leave without telling me, will you? Legras pleaded. Not after all we've been through. Rain shared another look with Amelia, then nodded. We won't. He turned back to Legras. We're going to be here a while, and you did offer us political protection after all, and a sack of grand crests. Very good, Duran said, clapping his hands together. I believe that is all, and I have the service to prepare for. So... I bid you welcome to Nadir, and leave you to your own devices. His feet left the ground, and began drifting away. 
Then something happened that saw the hare standing on the back of Rain's neck. The old man's smile twisted, and in an instant, his whole bearing went from that of a kind grandfather to that of a crazed and starving wolf, promising eager and unrelenting violence. The pressure of his domain spiked as he delivered what was clearly the only warning he intended to give. Do not disturb the peace. Rain nodded, paradoxically relieved. Hold everyone else to that, and we're golden. Durin nodded back, then turned and accelerated smoothly, seeming nothing more than a kind old man once more. He wasn't fooling anyone. Nor did it seem... Was he trying to?